Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hey guys, welcome. It's time for this special episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. And Kunal and I are really really excited because the Italian Grand Prix. Oh my god, what an amazing race it was. Kunal, I think it was like the best dry race I can remember in a long 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 time. Yes, it absolutely was one of those rare Formula 1 races that actually did not require a safety car or rain to make uh, Formula 1 interesting. And I must add that it was also one of those rare dry qualifying sessions which was nail biting and edge of seat action but i can i can't still get over what sebastian vettel did and his audacious defending of lewis hamilton i mean come on seb that was amateurish yeah and in lewis hamilton's case you know it was like world champion stuff i think the 2018 formula 1 season is just reaffirming lewis hamilton's legendary status in the sport Yes and as for Sebastian Vettel uh, his silly errors are definitely making everyone wonder where the Sebastian Vettel we all know has disappeared and I wonder if the pressure of racing at Ferrari is getting to him time and again Yes so guys in this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast we have something really special in store for y'all We talked to Force India's race driver and an illustrious member of the Mercedes Junior Driver Program, Esteban Ocon. Well, I was wondering if I should be saying Racing Point Force India, but <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty pointless to say. <laughs> but before we proceed, a lot of you have written to us asking what the best app to subscribe to and listen to the Inside Line Formula One podcast is, and my personal favorite is Hubhopper. India's very own podcast app and it has the largest directory of podcasts thousands of unique shows and stories from every imaginable genre so you can definitely listen to the inside line f1 podcast on hubhopper and that goes like h u b h o p p e r kunal it's available on android i'm guessing Yes it actually is and you can check out uh, the Google Play Store to download it and let me tell you Hubhopper works wonderfully well on my iPhone so it's of course available on iTunes as well and you you should download it Mithila and uh, you know like always if you like it uh, remember to review it and share it with your friends as well Awesome I'm definitely going to make a note guys I listen to podcasts when I'm transiting you know to and fro from work and all that so I think I can definitely do with a good podcast directory like Hubhopper I didn't know you actually had work other than just doing Formula One podcasts. Sometimes. With me. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, in this super special Esteban Ocon episode, um, yeah, Kunal, maybe you can give us a brief summary of what you guys spoke about. So we spoke about the Ocon Perez rivalry at Force India, and you know, Esteban actually shared what he felt and how he's fared. in this rivalry this season and we i also asked him uh, if he believe he's done enough to retain his 
seat as at Force India, you know, the much coveted team that suddenly everyone wants to drive for, especially drivers with talent and drivers with money and then drivers that claim that they have talent and money. <laughs> but uh, I also asked Esteban what he would choose for 2019. Would he choose racing uh, for a slower team or not racing in Formula One at all? So... Just wait till we play out the episode to hear all the answers. Yeah. Special thanks, guys, to Sundaram from Bahrain, Lucian from Australia, Ajit from India, and Yago Malu from Lebanon. Guys, thank you so much for your questions. Yeah, well, it's actually Ajit from India, but pardon Mithila's European pronunciations. And uh, I can't still begin to tell you how impressed I am by Ocon's talent, performance, and maturity because a lot of drivers he's raced against raced against haven't really shown that sort of maturity but uh, let's remember he's only in his second full season in formula 1 and he is actually beating the seasoned Sergio Perez in Force India. And Kunal, you know what? I'll tell you what's more impressive. That ever since Spa, Ocon knows that he might not have a seat, you know, in the ne- next race itself, let alone the next season. And to prove his talent, he's come up with the two best back-to-back performances of the season. Mind-blowing stuff. Yes, and uh, Ocon's actually finished sixth in four races, or rather four races this season he's finished six. That's what I meant. He is 11th in the Drivers' Championship, just a point behind Sergio Perez. I just hope that Esteban Ocon's talent is rewarded with a suitable car in 2019. You know how the driver's silly season has been playing up, it's really hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Which reminds me, Lando Norris will make his Formula 1 debut with McLaren next year. So that's Bye-bye to Stoffel Van Doon. And that's also McLaren destroying one more junior driver's Formula 1 career. So Van Doon joins the list uh, that includes Perez and Magnussen, who actually didn't perform too well at McLaren, but definitely proved their talent elsewhere. So I really hope that Van Doon gets another chance elsewhere on the grid. And I hope some of the team bosses who are listening in actually make him an offer. Yeah, but you know, Kunal, that said, I also understand why McLaren wants Lando Norris to make his debut. Because obviously Norris is talented. And I mean, the other teams want him for 2019. So why (laughs) loan him away? And then of course, you know, maybe having a rising British driver in the team will help some positive PR and some sponsors. And God knows they need both of those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's remind Zach Brown that they need points as well. Because the only thing that he otherwise speaks of is how McLaren has got more sponsors than a lot of other teams. But uh, I know this episode is about Esteban Ocon and no one else. But here's one last point on McLaren. And this is the first time since 2007 that McLaren will be fielding an all-new driver lineup. And uh, it's also since, I think, 2008 when they last had a driver lineup that didn't include a Formula 1 world champion. And of course, Esteban Ocon was linked to McLaren for 2019. But Kunal, you know, honestly, I'm kind of pleased for Ocon that he won't be racing there. <laughs> Whew, thank God, that was close. So anyway, guys, here is Kunal's chat with Ocon. Please stay tuned. How would you rate your performance against Sergio Perez this year? <laughs> Straight into it. <laughs> um... I would say it's been it's been a big improvement, you know, uh, for me compared to to last year. Um, I think Sergio had the edge 
last year in the first half and uh, I think this year you know I've stepped up and pretty happy with my improvement so I need to keep doing. Do you think you've done enough to ask for retaining your seat in Force India next year? Um, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to keep looking at Bill, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. Uh, and of course, you know, there's a lot of talks that you could have been at Renault, you might go to McLaren, you might even go to Williams, etc., etc. And at this moment in your career, you're not uh, in a position to make that choice. But if you were to be given a choice, that Esteban, pick any of the 12 cockpits that are available, which team would you pick? Uh, I can't. I can't really comment like this because you know all the teams in Formula One are, you know, it's special. You know, it's it's special to be in Formula One already. And um, you know, as a driver, I don't think any driver can say, yeah, I just want to go there, and they can go there. You know, it's a bit more complicated than that. Um, so you know, we'll see where, what's going to be my future. But do you at least know what your future is going to be? I know. Not yet. Not yet. No. Yeah. I know. I know, you know, what's the discussions, and I know there are opportunities in different places. Um, could be an opportunity here as well. You know, we'll see. So we will definitely see Esteban uh, Ocon in the Formula One paddock in 2019. Oh, if if it's not the case, I would be massively disappointed. You know. Good. And would you rather choose racing for a slower team or taking a year off if that ever came up? Well, no, racing in F1 is always a good thing. So if you have no choice, uh, yeah, if you have no choice, you, you know, racing for a slower team, it's, it's already good. But of course, you want to be improving all the time. And that's my target in, in my career is to improve. So, you know, I hope I can, I can continue this. And I must say, you've been extremely patient with Mercedes and how they're trying to groom you into becoming a world steam driver. You know, as opposed to, say, uh, Max Verstappen, who certainly just got the promotion. But, uh, you know, there's a chance you might race Leclerc in Ferrari in the future. And then Max is anyway going to be challenging from Red Bull. What do you think of these two drivers? You know, you raced with them before. But are you looking forward to, like, a championship battle? With I would love that, for sure. If it's to fight for the championship, you know, uh, fighting with them would be, would be a pleasure. You know, I've been racing with them in go-kart. The last race we were all together was in uh, Sarno in the World Cup. And I remember we were fighting for, for the lead uh, for two, three laps. Uh, and, you know, Charles pushed uh, Max wide into the grass. And then it was just me and Charles uh, for, for the, the rest of the race. And it was, it was good fun, I remember. Um, but um, yeah, if, it's, if that's the case in the future, you know, it would be, uh, it would be good memories to, to look back. And, uh, you know, a lot has been spoken about the targets Mercedes has set for you. Can you throw some light on what sort of targets these are? Well, they are performance targets, obviously. They are reliability targets. They are um, approach target and how I work with the team. Um, they are, you know, many, many different aspects. So you mean Force India sends a report card? To I mean, I yeah, card? I don't think so. Uh, or probably they do. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, a team like Mercedes know everything. So when you, when you when you say something like a reliability scorecard, you mean finishing certain finishing of races. yeah races and not crashing too many times etc. That's pretty corporate as well, right? Like you have to sell so many units, so you have to have so many fans. I mean, you know, this is not like a regular corporate job. What do you mean, fans? So for example, when we were in marketing, yeah. we had 
goals that you need to have ah, a yeah, million yeah, followers yeah, on yeah. Facebook so you run campaigns and yeah, yeah. you need to have you need to be able to sell so many cans of beer yeah, yeah. for you it's about you need to finish so many races yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in the season so that's good and uh, the last one which will hopefully bring a smile on Jill's face that is the last one but what's your most special highlight of the 2018 Formula 1 season? I would say Monaco um, qualifying 6 which was unexpected really because we were not expecting to be that fast and we were um, and then yeah finishing 6, six on the race obviously was an awesome achievement just wishing you all the best thank you thank you so much Esteban thank you so much Kunal and I would like to thank uh, Will Hings as well he is the head of communications at Force India and thanks to him I could have this chat with Esteban Ocon and Will's a former colleague and a friend who is actually very well regarded in the Formula 1 paddock. Kunal, you know, just a thought. I think you should ask Will to be on the show with us because I'm dying to know what it's like to be the head of communications for a Formula 1 team. And I'm sure our listeners would love to know that as well. Okay, done. So I will check when Will is free. And let's remember, he's got a lot of fly away races up next. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed our special episode with Esteban Ocon. We will have another episode later on in the week. So remember to check back. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.